ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا وسيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله اما بعد so last week then we talked about the issue of the intercession the intercession of the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam on the day of judgment the various types of intercession that occur certain intercessions that are specific to the prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam others that were open to others from the angels from the believers from the children of the believers the various other types of intercession that occur on that day then al imam at tahawi he goes on to mention wal mithaq alladhi akhadahu allah ta'ala min adam wa dhurriyatihi haq that the covenant that Allah took upon Adam and his offspring is truth. What's the word they use for it there? The covenant. The covenant that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took upon Adam and his offspring. And that is something which is referenced in the ayah. وَإِذْ أَخَذَ رَبُّكَ مِنْ بَنِي آدَمَ مِنْ ظُهُورِهِمْ ذُرِّيَّاتِهِمْ وَأَشْهَدَهُمْ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ أَلَسْتُ بِرَبِّكُمْ قَالُوا بَلَىٰ شَهِدْنَا أَنْ يَقُولُوا يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ إِنَّا كُنَّا عَنْ هَذَا غَافِلِينَ this ayah, it references the fact that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala took this covenant upon mankind. Took this covenant upon mankind. Alastu bi rabbikum. That am I not your Lord? A covenant upon mankind that mankind testified to that indeed Allah is our Lord. So that they would not say on the day of judgment that we were negligent or unaware of that. أَخْبَرَ سُبْحَانَهُ أَنَّهُ اسْتَخْرَجَ ذُرِّيَّةَ بَنِي آدَمْ مِنْ أَصْلَابِهِمْ شَاهِدِينَ عَلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ أَنَّ اللَّهَ رَبَّهُمْ وَمَلِيكَهُمْ وَأَنَّهُ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَّا هُ وَقَدْ وَرَدَتْ أَحَادِيثِ فِي أَخْذِ ذُرِّيَّةَ مِنْ صُلْبِ آدَمْ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ وَتَمْيِيزِهِمْ إِلَىٰ أَصْحَابِ الْيَمِينِ وَإِلَىٰ أَصْحَابِ الشِّمَالِ وَفِي بَعْضِهَا الْإِشْهَادِ عَلَيْهِمْ بِأَنَّ اللَّهَ رَبَّهُمْ There are some narrations that talk about this particular issue. Some of the people of knowledge have mentioned that it was that Allah took all of mankind. There was the time when Allah took all of mankind and made this covenant upon them. At the beginning, that this covenant was made upon them all. Some of the people of knowledge have mentioned that a covenant that was then taken by all of mankind, that indeed Allah is our Lord, and indeed Allah is our Creator. 
There are some narrations that talk about the same thing. إِنَّ اللَّهَ أَخَذَ الْمِيثَاقَ مِنْ ظَهْرِ آدَمِ عَلَيْهِ السَّلَامِ بِنَعْمَانْ يَوْمَ عَرَفَهِ فَأَخْرَجَ مِنْ صُلْبِهِ كُلِّ ذُرِّيَّةِ ذَرَأَهَا فَنَثَرَهَا بَيْنَ يَدَيْهِ ثُمَّ كَلَّمَهُمْ قُبُولًا So it's mentioned how all of that mankind was laid out. All of them were there. And then Allah took the covenant from all of the mankind that am I not your Lord. So the fact that this is something which is binding upon us as mankind, as creation, the humans and the jinn for that matter, that all of us are obligated to the worship of our Creator. All of us are obligated, we have that right Allah has that right upon us to worship Him. That is the covenant that us, the creation we have with our Lord. And that is mentioned in other narrations of the same type of meaning. For example, in the hadith of Mu'adh ibn Jabal, famous, when the Prophet ﷺ said to him, أَتَدْرِ مَا حَقُّ اللَّهِ عَلَى الْعِبَادِ Do you know what the right of Allah is upon His servants? قَالَ أَلَّهُ وَرَسُولُهُ أَعْلَمُ He said, Allah and His Messenger know best. قَالَ أَن تَعْبُدُوهُ وَلَا تُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا or أَن يَعْبُدُوهُ وَلَا يُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا that they must worship Him alone and not commit any shirk. This is the حق الله على العباد أَن يَعْبُدُوهُ وَلَا يُشْرِكُوا بِهِ شَيْئًا The right of Allah upon His servants that the servants, they worship Him alone, and they do not associate any partners with Him. So here, that is this covenant that Imam al-Tahawi is mentioning, the covenant of Allah upon mankind, the right of Allah upon mankind, that Allah created us with this purpose of worship to Him, Obedience to him, worship upon Tawheed, singling him out and rejecting all other deities besides him. That is the purpose of our creation, that is our covenant with our Lord. Then after that, Imam Al-Tahawi goes on to say, وَقَدْ عَلِمَ اللَّهُ تَعَالَى فِيمَا لَمْ يَزَلْ عَدَدَ مَنْ يَدْخُلُ الْجَنَّةِ وَعَدَدَ مَنْ يَدْخُلُ النَّارِ جُمْلَةً وَاحِدًا فَلَا يُزَادُ فِي ذَلِكَ الْعَدَدِ وَلَا يُنْقَصُ مِنْهُ وَكَذَلِكَ أَفْعَالَهُمْ فِيمَا عَلِمَ مِنْهُمْ نِفْعَلُوهُ In this section now, Imam al-Tahawi says that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has always known, always in the knowledge of Allah, how many people are going to enter paradise, and how many people are going to enter the hellfire? All of that was known to Allah, always has been known to Allah. Jumlatan wahida, all of that known in one go. Fala yuzadu fi adad. So no increase will occur upon that number that is known to Allah already. And nor will any deficiency occur from that number. And similarly, what we are going to do and our actions 
what we are going to perform in our deeds and our lives, everything is known to Allah. So this really is talking about the topic of the decree to a, an extent, talking about the all-encompassing knowledge of Allah. That Allah already knows exactly the number of people who will enter paradise, and exactly the number of people who will enter hellfire. That's why in the narration it mentions, Allah already knows whether you are in hellfire or you are in paradise. We spoke about this before in the topic of the decree, that Allah already knows what the end will be. You are in paradise or you are in hell. We do not know though. So we must carry on striving to make sure we end up as one of the people of paradise. But all of that is known to Allah, because Allah already knows what we're going to do with our lives. Allah already knows whether we're going to be obedient or not. And so Allah already knows whether you are going to be a person of paradise or hell. Allah knows what choices we're going to make in life, whether we're going to be obedient or not. So here Al-Imam Al-Tahawi emphasizes that point again. Al-Imam Ibn Abil Izz Al-Hanafi Rahimahullah Ta'ala mentions in the explanation the ayah إِنَّ اللَّهَ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٌ that indeed Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is all knowledgeable of everything. And similarly, وَكَانَ اللَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمًا And indeed Allah is all aware and knowledgeable of everything. فَاللَّهُ تَعَالَى مَوْسُوفٌ بِأَنَّهُ بِكُلِّ شَيْءٍ عَلِيمٌ أَزَلًا وَأَبَدًا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has knowledge of all affairs, always has had knowledge of all the affairs. There has never been a time that Allah didn't know. It has always been in the knowledge of Allah of everything. لَمْ يَتَقَدَّمْ عِلْمَهُ بِالْأَشْيَاءِ جَهَّالًا There was never a time that preceded the knowledge of Allah. Meaning there was never a time that Allah didn't know that He knew. Allah has always known and it has always been in His knowledge of everything. وَعَنْ نَعْمْ So this is an evidence and then he quotes the uh, hadith also عَنْ عَلِي ibn Abi Talib رَضِيَ اللَّهُ عَنْهُ قَالْ كُنَّا فِي جَنَازَةِ فِي بَقِيعِ الْغَرْقَدِ Ali ibn Abi Talib says that on one occasion we were upon a janazah in Baqi' next to Al-Masjid al-Nabawi. فَأَتَانَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ And so the Prophet ﷺ came upon us. فَقَعَدَ وَقَعَدْنَا حَوْلَ The Prophet ﷺ sat down. فَقَعَدْنَا حَوْلَ So we sat down around him. وَمَعَهُ مَخْصَرَةٍ 
على كتابنا وندع العمل فقال من كان من أهل السعادة فسيصير إلى عمل أهل السعادة ومن كان من أهل الشقاوة فسيصير إلى عمل أهل الشقاوة ثم قال اعملوا فكل ميسر لما خلق له أما أهل السعادة فييسرون لعمل أهل السعادة وأما أهل الشقاوة فييسرون لعمل أهل الشقاوة ثم قرأ فأما من أعطى واتقى وصدق بالحسن فسنيسره لليسرى وأما من بخل واستغنى وكذب بالحسن فسنيسره للعسرى حديث إن البخاري المسلم that when they were there at the grave, the Prophet ﷺ, he came and he said to them, There is not a single breathing soul. There is not a single breathing soul, meaning not a single one of you, except that it has already been written for you, your place in paradise and hell. Your place has been written for you, every single one. And... It's been written whether you are from the successful and happy and victorious or from the miserable and the people of the fire. All of that written for you already. So then a man said to the Prophet O Messenger of Allah, in that case, shall we not just leave everything as it is and just not really bother with anything since it's already written down for us? Shall we not just leave everything and not bother with every anything since it's already written down for us, paradise or hell? Then what's the point? Shall we just leave things as they are and just do what we want? So the Prophet said, Man kana min ahli sa'ada fasayasiru ila amali ahli sa'ada. The one who is to be from is written from the people of happiness and victory and paradise, then for that person, the path to doing good deeds and righteousness will be made easy. And the one who is written for the people of misery, then for him the path of misery will become easy for him. Then the Prophet said to them, اِعْمَلُوا فَكُلٌ مُيَسَّرٌ لِمَا خُلِقَ لَهُ Do your actions, for indeed it is made easy, for everyone what you have been created upon. Meaning, now the one who chooses to do righteousness and good, then that path of righteousness and good is made easy for you until you achieve paradise. And the one who chooses evil, then the path of misery opens up to you until you carry on and end up in hellfire. So we said that before. Allah gives you that choice. Are you going to choose to go upon the path of righteousness? And that will then be opened up for you until you arrive at paradise. Or are you going to start choosing in your life the path of misery? And that will then be opened up for you and you'll end up in the end into the hellfire. So the Prophet said to them, No, don't just sit there and say it's written now. So we can't do anything. Rather make your choices goodness. Choices of goodness and that will be opened up for you more and more until you arrive at paradise. Don't sit there and say it's gone, it's written, what's the point? And start making choices of misery. That will then open up for you. And you'll end up all the way down until into hellfire. 
So then, قوله وكل ميسر لما خلق له وقوله الأعمال بالخواتيم والسعيد من سعد بقضاء الله والشقي من شقي بقضاء الله يقول ابن بالعز الحنفي الشارح تقدم حديث علي رضي الله عنه وقوله صلى الله عليه وسلم اعملوا فكل ميسر لما خلق له this statement regarding كل ميسر لما خلق له it will be made easy for everyone what's the English they give the next point it will be made easy كل ميسر لما خلق له facilitation and ease will be given the path of each shall be made easy for him you go down righteousness the path of righteousness is opened up and made easy for you you go down wrong the path of wrong is opened up and misery and hellfire is made easy for you so for everybody it will be made easy and facilitated for him the path that he goes down and your actions will be judged by their ends meaning what you end up in the end upon that's like the narration وَإِنَّ الْعَبْدَ أَوْ إِنَّ الرَّجُلَ لَيَعْمَلُ بِعَمَلِ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ فِيمَا يَبْدُو لِلنَّاسِ وَهُوَ مِنْ أَهْلِ النَّارِ وَإِنَّ الرَّجُلَ لَيَعْمَلُ عَمَلَ أَهْلِ النَّارِ فِيمَا يَبْدُو لِلنَّاسِ وَهُوَ مِنْ أَهْلِ الْجَنَّةِ That there could be a person who is doing the actions of righteousness like the people of paradise you would expect as is apparent to the people. But in reality, he ends up in the hellfire. Maybe in reality, he was upon shirk. Or at the end of his lifetime, he committed some shirk. And the opposite too. Maybe somebody is doing the actions that would typically be associated with hellfire. But he ends up in the end in paradise. Because perhaps at the end of his lifetime, he repents, makes tawbah. Maybe he becomes Muslim if he wasn't. Al-Islam ma qabla. It wipes out everything that came before. So maybe all of his life he was upon shirk and kufr. Actions associated to hellfire. But right at the end he accepts Islam. So paradise. And the other way, maybe a person upon righteousness all the way. And then in the end ends up in hellfire still. So that is uh, regarding the decree also. Then he says, وَأَصْلُ الْقَدْرِ سِرُّ اللَّهِ تَعَالَى فِي خَلْقِهِ لَمْ يَطَّلِعْ عَلَى ذَلِكَ مَلَكٌ مُقَرَّبٌ وَلَا نَبِيٌ مُرْسَلٌ وَالتَّعَمُّقُ وَالنَّظَرْ فِي ذَلِكَ ذَرِيعَ الْخِذْلَانِ وَسُلَّمَ الْحِرْمَانِ وَذَرَجَةُ الطَّغْيَانِ فَالْحَذَرْ كُلَّ الْحَذَرْ مِنْ ذَلِكَ نظرا وفكرا ووسوسة فإن الله تعالى طوى علم القدر عن أنامه ونهاهم عن مرامه كما قال تعالى في كتابه لا يسأل عما يفعل وهم يسألون فمن سأل لما فعل فقد رد حكم الكتاب ومن رد حكم الكتاب كان من الكافرين very important point here now Imam Al-Tahawi makes. He says the 
the core of the decree, Aslul Qadr, the, the core of the decree of Allah is something which is the secret of Allah. It is secret from us. The reality, the core of the decree of Allah, that is the secret of Allah. Allah no angel, not even an angel knows of the details and the reality of the core of the decree and what's going to happen and how, why. Not even the angels have been made aware of that. Nor any prophets or messengers that were sent have been made aware of that. And so, trying to delve into it. التعمق والنظر في ذلك If you try now to delve into the issues of the decree over and above what we know, you try to go into levels of depth with understanding the decree and going into issues of the decree, that will only become a means of betrayal for you. It will become a means of misguidance for you. That you try to delve into issues far beyond what Allah has given us knowledge of. And that's why they say when it comes to the decree, you never ask the question, why? When it comes to the decree, you don't ask why. Why did Allah do this and why did Allah decree that? You don't ask lima when it comes to the decree. So he says if you start doing that, it will be a type of treachery or betrayal or deception for you. You'll become misguided of that. And it is sullam al-hirman. It is deprivation. You start going into levels of the decree you don't understand. Delving into things Allah hasn't taught us. That will actually end up as a means of deprivation for you. وَدَرَّجَةُ الطُّغْيَانِ And a level of transgression. So be warned, be severely warned from going into the issues of the decree to a level of depth and a level of thinking and a level of whispers beyond, over and above the knowledge we actually have of the decree. So don't start working out things, how does this happen? And when people, as the shaitan comes and whispers to you, and he says, who created the sun? Who created the moon? Who created you? Who created the earth? And then goes back, who created Allah? Allah was always present. It was just Allah. <coughs> then how was that? And then this creation came and where are we? And you start going into levels of philosophy that ends up a deception for you and a misguidance for you. You start going into levels of how Allah and what is Allah and you start going into levels of thinking that will end up misguiding you and depriving you of the reality of the knowledge of the religion. فَإِنَّ اللَّهَ تَعَالَى طَوَى عِلْمَ الْقَدَرَ عَنْ أَنَامِهِ Allah has closed up the knowledge of the decree from His creation and has forbidden us from trying, prevented us or forbidden us from trying to get into levels that He hasn't taught us. And that is just as Allah said, لَا يُسْأَلُ عَمَّا يَفْعَلُهُمْ يَسْأَلُونَ Allah is not asked about what He does. But we are the ones who are going to be asked and held accountable. Allah is not asked or held accountable upon what He does. We are the ones who are going to be asked. So you don't go into levels, why did Allah do this and why did Allah decree that? 
And why did Allah make it like this? And why this test? And why didn't Allah just put us in paradise? And you don't start going into those levels of things. They will only lead to misguidance. So, فَمَنْ سَأَلَ لِمَا فَعَلْ Whoever starts asking, why did Allah do this? And why was this done or that done? Then he has rejected the ruling of the Qur'an. And whoever rejects that is from the disbelievers. What ruling of the Qur'an has he rejected if he starts saying why this and why that and why did Allah decree? The ruling where Allah says, La yus'alu amma yaf'al. Allah is not questioned about what he does. But we, whom yus'alun? We are the ones who are questioned about what we do. So maybe we'll have to round off then. Maghrib time is in. We'll have to keep it a short class for today then. Uh, next week, what time is Maghrib going to be? What time is the Adhan today? 39, so next week it will be 25, 2025. So it's probably going to have to be after Maghrib next week. More than likely. Everybody is on the, the updates message service. Make sure you sign up to that. So we'll advertise on that and on the Twitter account what time the class is going to be next week. Because the only option is uh, either 6.30 or 6.40 or something, or after Maghrib. So we'll decide this week, keep up to date with the Twitter and the phone service, and you'll know exactly what time, inshallah, is going to be next week. So we'll round off on that for today then. Uh, shorter lesson tonight. We'll carry on next week with the full classes again. وصلى الله على نبينا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه أجمعين